Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. Hard Talk Radio. Back at it again. Bring to you another one. So, um, all this has to do with basically the quote unquote trying to, you know, get rid of, uh, lower actually the carbon footprint. So, what is a carbon footprint? Let's let's get into that first. Okay, here we go. So basically, carbon footprint. The amount of carbon dioxide and other carbon compounds emitted due to consumption of fossil fuels by a particular person, group, etc. That's what it's about. Okay. And they want to try and uh, get rid of it by, you know... The World Economic Forum wants to get rid of it by this way. By telling the public they got to do this. Alright? That's right. That's what they want. This is how they want us to get rid of, uh, lower, sorry, the carbon footprint. By eating insects. That's right. That's how they want us to get rid of it. There's one article here. It's by Forbes. All right. There's another one at Time Life magazine. Okay. One right here. Okay. And there's others, you know, by The Guardian. You know, and um, I guess who they're using to try and market it to us. Okay. You guessed it. That's right. Celebrities. That, yep, 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 yep. My hidden talents, eating micro livestock, cornworms. They're still alive. Mm. Extraordinary. Mm. Very moist, chewy. Let's rewind that. Let's 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 rewind that. Fair use, by the way, fair use. Cornworms. They're still alive. Here we go. 
Now we all know actors are in order to be a good actor you have to be a good liar. And my thing is if you make billion millions and millions of dollars, what makes you think that these actors are gonna be actually eating bugs? Alright? They could afford to eat good food. They could order food from overseas, clean food. What makes you think they're gonna be eating bugs as well as the common people are gonna be eating bugs? Yeah, they think everybody's dumb. with nature so if we start eating bugs what happens to the crops what happens to livestock you know just like with you know lions okay they are a good thing in Africa let's just say all right and they help with the ecosystem helping things not helping to be a balance in nature with some animals okay we understand that's why you everything within the environment helps with a balance okay with mammals with insects they help with a balance and when you mess that up it's going to cause problems for humans so that's my question you start eating bugs what happens to the bugs that are good for crops and other things in our ecosystem hmm. just a thought Thanks so much time with me and watching me eat bugs whoo all right Let's watch the next one. Next one is Angelina Jolie. Let's see what she got to do with this. Because again, all the actors do this. All the actors pulling out all the stops. All right. Here we go with this one.
Oh, yes. They laid it on thick here, man. Laid it on thick. I believe so much in the mission of Beyond Meat that I've stepped in to help with my greatest asset, my taste. This plant-based meat is not only amazingly delicious, but it's also better for you and better for the planet. It's a simple change that makes a really big difference. So good. <laughs> and now that I'm Beyond Meat's chief taste consultant, there's never been a better time to go beyond. Yep. She's a good liar. Let's not forget she also has a history of running and endorsing shady businesses. Let's think about that, too. All right. Now we got Robert Downey Jr. All right. incredibly comfortable now what is this this looks like i could make cocoa with this what is great what is that well uh, that's an insect-based premium protein it's made from molitor which is mealworm larvae uh the company is called insect this is in France. this is for fertilizer mm -hmm. and as you have there this is a powder derived from the mealworm and it's a insect protein just been approved by the eu for human consumption. You're not just getting me to eat dirt, are you? <laughs> no, man. I wouldn't play you, bro. We're like one we're like one entity now. That, that is, that is if this is protein, it's essentially tasteless. It's just a protein supplement. Exactly. I could put and this I'm, in a smoothie or something. I'm telling you, yep, and they'll be making all kinds of stuff out of it. And by the way, it is the 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 making of it is severely reducing the, the amount of emissions it takes. It is it is a innovation, Justin. We're doing something incorrectly. If we make this switch, it's a huge, huge uh, intervention. Yeah. Intervention. Yeah. Uh-uh. 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 I don't know, man. This, this, is, this is crazy. This is insane. I'm sorry. This this is. Whew. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, the things that people will do, like I said, the global elite controls these people. All right. That's that's how it goes down. All right. But um, here's the thing, though. They don't tell you the truth. Alright? Here's what they're leaving out. This lovely little thing, okay, that's in bugs, okay, that causes um, inflammation. Alright? Hold on a minute. Ah, here we are. All right, here we go. All right here. Aha. Uh -huh. All right, so this is um, chemical called chitin. 
Alright, this is what's in bugs. A potentially allergy-promoting pathogen associated with the molecular pattern PAMP is a linear polymer composed of N-acetylglucosamine resides residues which are linked to B-1 B-1 for glycidic bonds. Mammalins are potential hosts for chitin containing protozoa, fungi, anthropods, and nematodes. However, mammals themselves do not synthesize chitin, thus it's considered as a potential target for recognition of mammalin immune system. Chitin is essentially primarily um, in the lungs or gut, where it activates a variety of innate encephalus and macrophages and adaptive immune cells. Okay. So basically, this stuff is not good for you. All right. All right. So, but let's hear a doctor. All right. Talk about why this is uh, not something that you should be doing. All right. contain a substance called chitin. There's a meme going around. You sort of see this stuff and you think, oh, is this fear-mongering? Is this true? But I've looked into it and it's actually true, folks. There's a lot of evidence that insects contain chitons. Chitons are very, very bad for humans. Chitons cause all sorts of problems, asthma, respiratory problems, all, all the things we're seeing from the jab. It also causes this thing called glioblastoma which is a spinal cancer comes from chitons and chitons cannot be cooked out of insects there's no processing that will take these substances out of the insects when you eat the insects you are eating chitons chitons cannot be processed by the human body you know we don't eat insects folks you know birds chickens lizards reptiles these things eat insects fish eat insects we don't eat insects. We don't have the digestive system to be able to process certain things that are found in insects, such as chitons. Like I said, they can't be processed out. They cannot be cooked out. They are always there. So if you're eating little insect snacks or eating insectin burgers, you're eating chitons, folks, and you're going to make yourself very sick. It's been shown contain a substance called chitin. There's a meme going around. You sort of see this stuff and you think, oh, is this fear-mongering? Is this true? But I've looked into it, and it's actually true, folks. There's a lot of evidence that insects contain chitons. Chitons are very, very bad for humans. Chitons cause all sorts of problems, asthma, respiratory problems, all, all the things we're seeing from the jab. It also causes this thing called glioblastoma, which is a spinal cancer comes from chitons and chitons cannot be cooked out of insects there's no processing that will take these substances out of the insects 
when you eat the insects, you are eating chitons. Chitons cannot be processed by the human body. You know, we don't eat insects, folks. You know, birds, chickens, lizards, reptiles, these things eat insects. Fish eat insects. We don't eat insects. We don't have the digestive system to be able to process certain things that are found in insects, such as chitons. Like I said, they can't be processed out. They cannot be cooked out. They are always there. So if you're eating little insect snacks or eating insectin burgers, you're eating chitons, folks, and you're going to make yourself very sick. So this is what, you know, um, celebrities and the W, the World Economic Forum, are trying to do to us. You, you, you're making us sick. Okay. All for it is saying like, oh, you're, we're going to help reduce the carbon footprint. Yeah, I, I don't. <clears throat> yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see that happening, bro. I really don't. Let's see here. On to the next story. Sad, sad uh, turn of events dealing with sex trafficking. All right. Paw Talk Radio, live in 4K. Let's get into it. We're following a developing story in Hall County. The sheriff's office just identifying a murder victim found in a wooded area near Flowery Branch last month. last year from Ecuador to make money and send it back to her children and her mother. Now her mother is searching for answers. Here's 11 Alive's Paulo Cerro. She moved to the U.S. from Ecuador and they kidnapped my baby. Now her two babies, who are only three and a year and a half, are left without a mom. Gardenia Gomez in tears, separated from her daughter's body by thousands of miles and many, many questions. When exactly did she die? Where? Why her? She last heard from her daughter, 19-year-old Sarai Janos Gomez, on June 14th and notified the Ecuadorian consulate in Atlanta. Six days later, a decomposing body was found in a wooded area near Flowery Branch Bay. Then on Monday, Gomez got the call she's been dreading. The body had been identified as her daughter's. The last thing we know is she was staying in a hotel in Buckhead and that it seems to be a crime. Juan Ventimilla with the consulate explains that I moved to the U.S. last year, first to Chicago, then to Atlanta, where she was offered a waitressing job at a Buckhead hotel. But the job wasn't what she had signed up for. Instead, it was to become a sex worker, according to Gomez. One day before she disappeared, Sarai told her mother she tried turning it down. From the little information we have, we know she was living alone. She had moved here to make more money as a waitress. That money she wanted to send back home to help her mother and two children. Now her mother is trying to get her back home to Ecuador. They want to send her body back to me in ashes. I want her body. How else will I know it's really her? The Hall County Sheriff's Office says investigators are still looking for a man as a person of interest tied to this case. 
Take a look at this sketch. The man has not been identified by name. If you have any information or safety... A lot of people are... I don't know why women would want to go to, you know, leave their homeland and you got kids to find work. It, it's... That's too much of a risk. Okay? It just is. It's just... It's not... It, it's... It's dangerous. That's all I gotta say. Alright? But an update on the story. They arrested the guy. Okay? And... He's in custody. Alright? That's what has happened. So that that's the outcome of this story. Alright, on to the next. Alright. Deputies uh, tracked down a Compton shooting suspect, and the guy wanted to go down in a, you know, they had to open fire on the dude. So let's get into that one, all right? Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. That man that was shot by the L.A. County Sheriff's deputy is hospitalized this morning. He is expected to be okay. This as the large response continues here this morning. You can see this area, yellow tape, a large crime scene this morning. Far in the distance, about a block and a half away, you can see detectives with the L.A. County Sheriff's Department focusing their investigation around that mobile home park in this area, ultimately trying to figure out what exactly led up to this overnight uh, deputy involved shooting now take a look at this map here this all happened shortly after 12 30 a.m in a mobile home park on the 300 block of west redondo beach boulevard this is just east of harbor of the harbor freeway near compton investigators saying deputies from the compton sheriff's station were called to the area for a family disturbance when they arrived to the area they found a woman who had been shot by a man Responding deputies noticed that suspect was armed with a handgun. He did not comply with deputies' instructions. That's when deputies opened fire, striking that suspect. Both the victim and the suspect, that man, they were taken to a hospital with injuries that are considered non-life-threatening at this time. Investigators say no deputies were injured, and it's still unclear how many times deputies shot the suspect or if that suspect even shot back at them. It's unknown also. What led up to that initial family disturbance? Of course, that all part of the investigation. Uh, back out here live, you can see yellow tape right behind me. It'll be several hours until detectives uh, continue their investigation here again, trying to figure out what exactly happened. For now, we're live. All right, so you have a person, family dispute, and they didn't want to listen to uh, give up the gun, and that's what happened, okay? You got to be careful of your family members. If you got wild family members who are beyond reason and they can't understand the word no, they have no boundaries, okay, then, you know, it's, it's going to be a problem. 
Okay? That's what's going to happen. They have no rhyme or reason. And they're going to cost you things. That's exactly what's going to happen. All right? Okay, so... I'm going to talk about Killer Mike. He's up. And for some reason, he can't think of, you know, putting the city of Atlanta before himself and their safety. For some reason, that's too much of a huge concept for Killer Mike to understand. But you'll see it right here. Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. City Councilman's efforts to reduce violence happening around Atlanta clubs and other businesses hits a bit of a speed bump. And there's doubt that anything's going to get done to strengthen Atlanta's public nuisance regulation. A powerful group of black entertainers and club owners have warned city council members the proposal could unfairly shut them down. A Fox 5 Sports Diggs has the debate and tells us if the measure can survive. In simple terms, the legislation aims to go after repeat offenders where there's some kind of crime or violence around the property. Well, they say under that definition, Lenox Square could have a complaint filed against them because there have been a number of incidents within a couple of years. Go back to address some of the blatant uh, lies and misrepresentation. At City Hall, if an Atlanta leader publicly makes a claim about, quote, lies, it's an indication a significant bill is in trouble. Gunshots or repeated crimes around not just nightclubs, but all businesses are what city leaders are trying to address. The courts already have a public nuisance law the current effort is to establish a timeline to potentially shut down businesses where incidents occur over and over. Owners and entertainers such as rapper 2 Chains, who owns two clubs, Killer Mike, and Michael Barney from worldwide known Magic City, all gave city council members an earful. Somebody came to that club who had a bad attitude or something stupid. It wasn't the club. It was just that person, the same person who went to the mall or to the gas station who shot somebody. It's not the club people's fault. Can you confirm that large venues and arenas will be held to the same standard, such as the Ben Stadium or Lenox Mall? The security guard who was shot while working last night at Lenox Square Mall remains... Fox 5 has reported on repeated acts of crime, including shootings at Atlanta's premier mall. The club owners complain city officials nor the courts would make such a move on the mall. The base of the confusion really lies within what this ordinance does. Sponsor Councilman Dustin Hillis said the legislation doesn't strictly prohibit to two infractions over a two-year period. For action, there would have to be filings and convictions first. But he can explain and explain the entertainment folk, they are skeptical, and they issued a warning. This is one of the only cities where entertainers and athletes have gone on to form a business class. I'm okay, but the thing is, like, if people are not safe going to your clubs, 
your clubs might get shut down. Okay, so I don't see the issue here. But they're only thinking about the attention, okay, that it's going to bring. They don't care about the people that come to the clubs. They're not putting the customers first, okay? You're not putting Atlanta first. Atlanta, Atlanta has a high crime rate. Saying to Atlanta right now, I'm saying to every city council person, when you come around and you need donations, when you come around and you need votes, you come to us singers and dancers and club owners and we oblige you. And for those that don't, the people you ally with are us. So next week, the entire matter may be discussed all over again, kind of a reboot. It certainly looks like it may take a negotiation between the influential club owners and city officials. From Buckhead, I'm Morse Diggs, Fox 5 News. I don't see what's so hard to understand. Okay. You want to have a business running and thriving. You need to have a safe environment. Maybe it's until your life is almost threatened at a club, or maybe you have to make a public appearance and, you know, your life is almost taken. Maybe then you'll get it. But a lot of these entertainers just think about themselves. That's basically it. So now we got this, you know, a crazy story of some, you know, axe-wielding psycho who wants to go off on a street vendor in California. Let's check it out. Tonight, the street vendor is fearing for his life and forced to start over after a man armed with an axe destroys his fruit stand in the San Fernando Valley. And police say this isn't the first time the man has attacked a street vendor in the neighborhood. KTLA, Carlos Sacedo on the story for us live in downtown LA. Carlos. Mike and Sheriff Police are investigating this latest assault allegedly at the hands of the same suspect. Tonight I spoke with the victim who is still clearly rattled following this attack with an axe. A smash stand apparently at the hands of a man with an axe to grind against one local street vendor. This man destroyed Jonathan Alvarez Marquez's fruit stand in Woodland Hills Sunday night. Yo solo estaba trabajando, no estaba haciendo nada malo. Jonathan tells me in Spanish that he was minding his own business, simply working when the unprovoked attack went down on Dumets Road and Canoga Avenue. The vandalism preceded by a verbal assault. Me amenazó con matarme. He threatened to kill me as he was taking out his axe, explains the 20-year-old vendor. All of his merchandise destroyed. This is not the first time the Woodland Hills resident is accused of targeting workers. LAPD says Daniel Joseph McGuire attacked another fruit vendor at the same intersection back in March. Two months later, at a rally in support of vendors, McGuire returned. Video allegedly shows McGuire yelling and cursing at demonstrators. The protesters then marched to his home. That's when the suspect grabbed a water hose and sprayed the crowd. McGuire was arrested on battery charges. Authorities say this is now the second time the suspect is cited for vandalism. Activists are troubled by the trend. There's reports of street vendors being harassed, robbed, 
and physically harmed. It's just sad, you know, with the stuff that they have to go through. And, you know, at the end of the day, they want to have their brick and mortar in the future and be a big part of this economy, which they already are. Jonathan says all of his equipment was destroyed, including his food cart. So you just want to keep working. He says he's unable to work until the damaged belongings are replaced. And tonight there is a GoFundMe page set up for Jonathan. If you want to help him out, just head over to our website, KTLA.com. Now I can see some things here. Um, you know, it could be the fact that maybe people can't get jobs in L.A. And they're losing their minds. They feel like they're getting competition from immigrants. Maybe that's what they, what you know, what's going through their mind right now. Maybe that's it. All right. Maybe that's the tension. Maybe that's the reason why they feel um, such a way. But you have a lot of people with mental illness out there. That's another thing, too. All right. Now we're going to turn to Long Island. Where you have even crooked cops out there. to this case is a Nassau County police detective. He's charged with obstruction of justice and lying to the FBI. All right, Fox 5's Teresa Priolo joins us now live from downtown Brooklyn with all the latest details to come out of court this afternoon, Teresa. And we did learn a lot here today. Stephen Laurie, two of New York's biggest mafia families sitting side by side today in this federal court here in Brooklyn behind me, accused of running an illegal gambling ring inside of a coffee house, a soccer club, and other nondescript businesses all around Queens and Long Island. Today, seven members of the Genovese and banana crime families were hauled into court on charges of racketeering, money laundering, operating an illegal gambling ring, and at least in one case, obstruction of justice. One was an alleged mob captain, another a detective with the Nassau County Police Department. New Yorkers with nicknames like Joe Fish, Sal the Shoemaker, Joe Box, and Little Anthony, all on bail tonight. The feds say this started in May 2012 in a coffee shop in Lynbrook, New York, and it proved to be so lucrative it spread to other storefronts. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, quote, the defendants tried to hide their criminal activity by operating from behind the cover of a coffee bar, a soccer club, and a shoe repair shop, but our office and law enforcement partners exposed their illegal operations. Even more disturbing is the shameful conduct of a detective who betrayed his oath of office and the honest men and women of the Nassau County Police Department when he allegedly aligned himself with criminals. That's the thing. Um, a lot of these mafia people, they do, they go to places like the Burbs, you know, to settle and continue their criminal activity. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. These cops really falling into these traps of greed and don't think that they won't get caught. But who knows, as the economic crisis gets uh, bigger and worse, the mafia may come back into power. That's a scary thought, though. 
Now, if you read this indictment, it reads like something out of a Hollywood movie, like something out of Goodfellas, with Carmen Polito, who was not in court today, allegedly telling a mob soldier that if one of the debtors didn't pay up, quote, he was going to put him under a bleeping bridge. The indictment didn't say which bridge he was referring to. Lori, they are all due back in court mid-September. That's the latest from Brooklyn tonight. Seven. Crazy, man. Crazy. It's like you're watching the Goodfellas. <laughs> uh, Ray Liotta. That's the thing, man. You may get some money out of working with the mafia, but you're going to go down with the mafia, too. And that's another thing, too. You don't leave that un unless you're dead or by, or by luck, by the grace of God, because that's a very sticky life to get out of. All right. All right. So we got bank robbers robbing TD banks. All right. Even one hitting, you know, 12 locations in other states. So let's get into this first story, though. The first one. TD Bank getting robbed. For not, not once, not twice, but three times. Three. Insane, man. Insane. We are following developing news. Police say the man who they believe has been robbing TD banks in the Bronx has apparently struck again. News 12's Greg Thompson is outside the 40th precinct in Mott Haven. Greg, how is it going out there? Yeah, police telling us that they believe that man has actually robbed two more TD banks here in the Bronx since we told you about the five others he's allegedly connected to last night on the news at 10. The most recent of those happening just a few blocks away from here, location in Melrose on East 149th Street. So that would bring the total number of alleged robberies up to seven. And each of them, police say the suspect went up to the teller and demanded cash, usually threatening them and saying that he had a gun, but never actually taking one out. This pattern has been going on for a full month now. The first robbery that police think this man did happening back on July 15th at that same East 149th Street location as yesterday's robbery. The spot they say he's actually hit three times now. So right now they don't believe he's targeted anywhere else more than once, but we're told he usually makes off with about $500 from each robbery. We want to give you a better look at that man police are looking for. The NYPD describing him as being in his late 50s to early 60s, about six feet tall, and with a medium... 50s? 60s you doing this? It's sad when you got people like this. You also got 60s and 70s, people in their 60s and 70s, men and women, that are drug dealers. Yes, drug dealers. Sad. We're also told that he usually carries a black plastic shopping bag, wears sunglasses, and has different hats and different colored disposable masks. As for TD Bank and what they're doing about this, they tell us that they're working closely with law enforcement. 
and they have security guards at each of their locations that they hold to very high standards. The police, they say that if anyone has any information about the suspect or anything that might be able to help them out in their investigation, they're asked to call the NYPD Crime Stoppers hotline. The number is 1-800-577-TIPS. All calls there are always kept confidential. That's the latest for now in Mott Haven. Greg Thompson, News 12. That's, uh, I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, I guess a lot of people are hurting to the point that they want to lose their life. All right. That they're willing to, you know, throw it all away just to get some cheap cash, some petty cash, $500. Give me a break. That's 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 not enough. Okay? It isn't. And you're going to be facing some serious time. All right? How is that to just, you know, get sentenced 50, 60 years old? And you got to die in prison. I don't know how that makes any sense. How does that, how is that just going out? Okay, is that, 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 that doesn't, I don't know, that's, that's a terrible way to, to leave, you know, to finish up your life. It really is. 50s and 60 years old, locked up in a cage, being told when to eat, when to sleep. I mean, is it really worth it? Just want to know. All right. Now, the next story is sad. You know, a counselor, you know, gets carjacked. In front of her nine-year-old daughter. Carjacking by her own client. Her own client does this to her. Here we go. Hard Talk Radio. Live in 4K. Authorities released the identity and charges against a mother who allegedly carjacked her counselor. The president of the counseling agency labeled the incident unexpected and said the woman might be able to return for additional help. It's a story you'll see only here on Fox 5. Armour Stiggs has details. Totally unexpected is how the leader of the Chris 180 Counseling Center described what happened last Friday when one of the clients allegedly committed a serious criminal act against her counselor. Lomanda Turner was in a tough situation last spring when she first sought help from a community services organization. Law enforcement officials say the mother, who is homeless and has a daughter, is responsible for making her situation worse and ending up in the lockup. She had not exhibited this behavior before. That is the president and CEO of Chris 180, whose staff member had located an apartment for Turner and the nine-year-old girl. The counselor was driving the family to see the choice last Friday. 
apparently she started demanding to go somewhere else before the housing and our staff person appropriately said no you know we're going to the housing mm -hmm. this is what we have mm -hmm. kathy colbinson says turner became violent attacking her counselor and carjacking her personal vehicle and her daughter was in the back seat the car later found on a mirror okay my bad okay counselor was carjacked and the homeless the mother the person who the woman who did it was the mother and did this in front of her daughter so what example is she showing her daughter? Okay, now she's going to lose custody of her daughter. I feel no sympathy for this woman. And you, and sad to say, they're going to probably pull the mental illness card. Okay. This woman needs to be locked up. Period. Marietta Street. Charges pending against Turner include robbery by intimidation, carjacking, and cruelty to children. Anything can happen, you know, it, it, it doesn't have to be a provoked incident uh, to have someone, you know, have a break in a crisis. That is Atlanta Councilman Michael Bond, who says homelessness may alter a person's normal behavior or demeanor. For counseling programs, he suggests a review of safety protocols in light of what happened at Chris 180. Off-duty uh, police officers... Uh, on their payroll so that everybody is aware that you know at a moment's notice uh, an, an officer is available uh, to assist I asked Colbinson if she would be willing to again help this young mother yes we believe in healing and recovery and redemption but healing doesn't occur unless the situation is acknowledged Cobb County law enforcement made the original arrest She's been moved here to the DeKalb County Jail, and given that she's homeless, she may be here for a while because she's under a cash bond. Now, DFAX took custody of the little girl from DeKalb She's going to put that little girl in so much danger. Cash bond, there should be no bond. There should be no bond at all. No bond. Okay? She doesn't deserve bond. Okay, she needs to be, you know, um, put, okay, she needs to be put in jail, and she needs to do time. What if the gun went off, okay? That's what I want to know. What if the gun went off and killed the counselor? Now what? I'm just saying, what would have happened? Okay. Unfortunately, in our society, the gynocentric society that we live in, um, women get a pass for their indiscretions, their crimes. All right? But if a man does this, He's held accountable, and rightly so. But for women, they're getting away with too much. Okay? This, this is crazy. All right. And... 
This woman could have died. I'm just saying, this woman could have died. And what would have happened? What would have been told to this woman's family? People have families. That's all I want to know. What would have been told to the family if this woman died? That all her crime was, was trying to help a woman get off the streets. And to help her and her nine-year-old daughter. What would have been told to this counselor if she had a family? Just saying. For some reason, I know there's not going to be an answer. Not one answer at all. Well, we got another pastor clown, another parasite on the pulpit, and let's see what he's doing. Okay, Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. See, that's how I know you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted, because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Whoa, whoa, let's play that again. Let's play that again. See, that's how I know you still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't... And they say in all Jesus, they say, come on, Pastor, tell us we're worthless. Tell us we need to be giving you money. Hmm. Not bettering our souls to leave um, this mortal plane, you know, to pass the judgment of the God. No, no, no. Tell us how we need to be feeding you when you are clearly able-bodied and you could get a job and work with your own two hands if you have to. This is why you have men with sense and women with sense who don't go to church, but mostly men who don't go to church because this is a cult. We have many cults like this and many people follow, usually women, because they don't get checked. They don't get held accountable for being multiply, uh, what, two, three, four, five time, nine time even single mothers. Okay, they don't get checked for their act, for their bad behavior. That's why the women, mostly women, are in churches these days. And it's less men. Because you have clowns like this milking them. But these women willingly go there to be milked. Because most women who go there are feminists. Can't afford it, no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. And I bet you this man is sleeping with women in the, in the, um, in the congregation. I bet you. I ain't worth your product. I'm not worth your Gucci. I can't believe they say this. Ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deacon it's not with respect to won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And y'all know I. A Movado watch. 
This man is not a cripple. This man is not, uh, he's not handicapped. He, there's nothing wrong with this man, but he wants you to pay for his lifestyle. And they just saying, come on, come on, pastor. Whew. The gaslighting, the willingness to be abused, just so you have no one to correct you, is unreal. Asked one last year, here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Mm-mm-mm. Cheap sons and daughters. Wow. Like he like you you actually are his children. That's insane. That's that's wow man. Wow, that's I've never heard such buffoonery in my life. Really? I mean, I've heard some things, you know, but that, that, that takes the cake. All right. That takes the cake. Never have I seen such buffoonery like that. I mean, that's just crazy. To willingness to be abused like that. It's, but and they still they like that. They think that's okay. All right. They think that's that is all right. That's perfectly all right. Weird. Just super weird. I don't, I don't understand that. But hey, I mean, women go to these pastors because they don't have to hear. Like I said, they don't have to hear that they have to clean up their act. They don't have to hear that. Yo, listen. Um, you may have to stay by yourself because of depending on the multiple children that you have. Okay. Because um. You doing this, you know, having multiple kids, you need to sit down. You need to worry about these kids, focus on these kids, all right, instead of looking for a man. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about correcting themselves. But they'll listen to this blatant, you know, cult leader. Say the things that he's saying Strange man Very strange That's all I gotta say Very very strange Absolutely Okay One second Next and last and final story. Hold on one second. 
One second. for more information to come out this story right here all right okay so sorry guys but this is what's gonna be all for today all right not gonna go any further as of now so that's about it okay guys well that ends this live stream. Hope you enjoyed the live stream. Hope uh, you were informed as well as entertained. This is Hard Talk Radio. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later. <laughs>